Welcome back, everyone, to The Voice of Hope. Uh, I'm Andrea Kaczynski. I'm the creator of The Voice of Hope. Uh, all month long in the month of September, um, it's Chiari Awareness Month. Uh, Chiari Malformation is the condition that I've suffered with most of my life. And I have guests on uh, to share their journey with Chiari Malformation. And... Uh, on this night, we had Melissa Arnold uh, on the Voice of Hope Facebook page, and she shared her journey. So um, sit back, enjoy uh, her story, share this story out, because you don't know who may need to hear this story. It could save a life. So uh, as we listen to Melissa's story, I hope you're encouraged, you're inspired, that nothing is impossible if you just keep pushing forward. Thank you guys for being patient and uh, tonight our guest is Melissa Arnold and uh, uh, Melissa we've been friends on oh thank you Jerry we've been friends on Facebook for some time and we started connecting a little over a month ago through another friend of mine Carrie Weekly and um, Melissa uh, is the one you guys have probably seen me show my custom cards and Melissa is the one who created those. So she's going to tell us tonight uh, about her Chiari story. So how are you feeling tonight, Melissa? Good. Not too bad. Well, you look beautiful. I wanted to tell you that. You look beautiful. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And can you tell everyone when uh, you were diagnosed with Chiari malformation and what led you up to seek a diagnosis what kind of symptoms you were having yeah so in 2017 I was formally diagnosed with Chiari malformation prior to my diagnosis um, I had always suffered from headaches as a teenager but you know I never thought anything was wrong um, I was going from doctor to doctor to doctor and they couldn't figure out what was going on. I was having problems with my back was hurting and I was having like muscle spasms and my legs were hurting and um, I knew something wasn't right. And I had a friend who was a chiropractor and I went to him and I said, my back hurts. Like, I just don't feel like, you know, something's right. Like, so he did an MRI and said the same thing. He's like, Melissa, I just don't see it. Well, I had a doctor um, at Mayo, um, he was my genetic, um, my, yeah, my stomach doctor. Um, and he, I called him and I said, some just don't feel right. And he says, well, let me have our spine doctor look at you and see. So I said, okay. So I, I went there and, um, they did a CT of my neck and my back and caught just the tip of my herniation of Chiari. I went back several days later um, to get the results and my back doctor said, well, we know what's causing your problem. And I was like, what is that? And he goes, you have what we call Chiari malformation. I was like, you, what is, you know, I've never heard of it. Didn't know what to think. I came home and I started researching it and kind of find out it was a brain condition. And I literally just cried because I didn't know what this condition was going to do to me. Is this a condition 
you know, is there a cure for it? You know, you got all these, these thoughts going through your head. You had no idea like what it was going to do to you. And my journey started, I started, you know, looking through Facebook groups, learning as much as I could about it. Found a doctor in Orlando, um, Dr. Trumbull and went there and I found more than what I signed up for. And, um, can you scoot over just a little bit this way so we see your face a little bit more? There you go. That's better. And um, when you went to Dr. Trumbull and you felt that you had the herniation, um, mm. what kind of action was taken next? What kind of advice did Dr. Trumbull give you? So, he, um, so I had a brain MRI done, and we went down, me and my mother, we went down. And I uh, talked to him to see, you know, what I was up against. And I had a lot of bone thinning um, from where the incranial pressure had eaten through half of my skull. And they could see a little bit of bone marrow. Um, I had that. I had um, developed thinning of the cella. Um, I had... Um, um, a lot of like around my nose is starting to thin out. So I asked him, I said, well, what, you know, what could happen if this, if this bone keeps deteriorating? And he said, well, eventually you will develop a CSF leak. And my, that's where I'm kind of at right now um, with it. Well, this is something I wanted to bring up tonight. Can any of you guys see me? Can you see me, Melissa, or just still hear me? I can hear you. I just can't see you. Okay, because I had the uh, MRIs you sent me. I was wanting to show those. Um, what Melissa is talking about on her MRIs, um, it showed where she literally her uh, was losing. Was your skull thinning from the intracranial pressure? Right. It had eaten through half of my bone. And that's why it's very important uh, to be our own advocates uh, and ask questions because uh, they discovered the Chiari malformation. Um, and there, along with having the Chiari malformation, it can create other things like the intracranial mm -hmm. hypertension, which is what she has, the pressure in the head. Right. And right. she had had it to the point to where it had uh, affected her um gave her the empty cella, which is a sac where your pituitary gland is, correct? Can you explain correct. a little bit what that is? Yeah, so the um, empty cella syndrome is it's where you're, it's like right over, over, off to the side of your nose near your eyes. So it's like a little sac and it's a hormone and it controls, um, you know, hormonal things. And it's filled with fluid. And so when incranial pressure um, builds up, it eventually it pushes all that fluid out into where you're left with, it's all black, so there's nothing in there. And it causes, you know, other problems along the way, too. But um, incranial pressure is is, is very, um, very hard. I, I just had surgery September 1st. I had a tumor in my sinuses. And um, and that was due for me having incranial pressure has built up over the years and it, it formed a tumor and 
the doctor that I have now, thank God to him, um, Dr. Farvar in Sarasota, um, found it and immediately sent me to see an ENT doctor where it was um, removed. And that's what was so amazing because a lot of us who have carrot malformation and a lot of you guys watching know this, uh, you know, every person's journey is different. That's why I like to mm -hmm. help people on with all different journeys because, um, you know, just like Melissa's journey is unique and to her, um, someone else's journey may be totally different. And, um, that's why it's real important when you find out you have carry malformation to seek second, third opinions, uh, ask mm -hmm. questions, look up like Melissa was saying, and, uh, you know, educate yourself. Because when she went to Dr. Far uh, Farber, which is in Sarasota, Sarasota. Uh, he is the one. When she took her uh, imaging, she had already did her research, and he was the one who was able to confirm a lot of these things. I want to welcome Selena. Thank you, Selena, for joining us. Uh, you're probably going to be able to only hear my voice, uh, but um, Melissa Arnold is our guest, and she's telling her Kiari story tonight. And um, Melissa, uh, when they discovered that she had this sinus tumor, um, with Dr. Farber, he's the one who sent you to the ENT. And then when you went to the ENT, they're the ones that said you would have to have surgery. Um, that's what you had done three, just three weeks ago. She had this surgery. Correct. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was going to show you, but my screen's black. But she had a pretty good sized tumor uh, in her sinuses that they removed. And that was caused from the intracranial hypertension also. Mm -hmm. And um, go ahead. I was just going to add, though, you know, over my four or five years that I was diagnosed with um, Chiari, as a lot of us go through this, you know, I was going from doctor to doctor to doctor, and they were, they couldn't tell me anything. They wasn't educated enough to even know anything about Chiari. So I took my health into my own hands. I did my research. I watched YouTube videos because I wasn't going to allow another doctor to, you know, push me over and say, you know, nope, don't see it. I cannot tell you how many times I've been to doctors and they would go, nope, don't see Chiari. Nope, don't see it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm not even a doctor and I can see that I have a herniation. So it's so very important that you educate yourself on your condition. Learn as much as you possibly can. So when you do go to a doctor, you're not going to be blindsided. You're going to know, you know, what he's talking about. When I first went to see my new doctor, I was ready for him. Like, I wasn't going to take BS, you know, off of doctors. I was going to fight back. And I was like, nope, that's not true. Nope, that's not true. But little, he, he was pretty knowledgeable, you know, on Chiari. So I knew I was in really good hands. And he was really proud, you know, that I knew my stuff about. And I understood everything that he talked about. It, it You know, when he started pointing out the, the bone thinning and I just started shaking my head, you know, and my mom pointed out to him, he's like, she's really had to advocate for herself. And he says, that's good. You know, a lot of us need to because you, 
it's your journey and it's your life, you know, and nobody's going to look out for you, but you. So if you don't advocate for yourself and you don't educate yourself, you're going to go to doctors and they're going to tell you whatever they want you to hear. If I ever have to get to a point, you know, where I'm going to have to have brain surgery, and I probably will because I do have some restrictive flow, at least I'll go in knowing that I know what's wrong. I won't be going in blindsided of, you know, wondering, is, am I in good hands with this doctor? I'll know for 100% that when I go under the knife, I know that what's, you know, what's happening to my body. And that's such key points is what uh, Melissa is saying. I encourage people time after time to be their own advocate. I was diagnosed 15 years ago. And when I was diagnosed, I didn't know there was any comorbidities. I didn't know there was anything else that could go along with curia malformation. And uh, that's why I do these interviews so that I can have people on that has different issues and they can tell you, you know, how how important it is to advocate for yourself and make sure you get those images that before you leave that imaging center, you say, please uh, uh, print me out a image and they'll give it to you on a disc and then you'll have it with you. A lot of times they'll send it to a portal and they'll put it, it'll be on your phone. Uh, they're getting to where they do that now. But just uh, do not leave when you have MRIs or any kind of scans before you get yourself a copy. I have every MRI that I've ever had done. I have a portfolio of nothing but my medical. That's like my livelihood. So anytime I go to a doctor, I say here. And, and that's very important. And uh, Jordan Ray that I had on the second interview of this month, she's creating a, a Limitless Medical Log app. She already has a Limitless Medical Log on uh, paper. It's a small one. It'll fit in your purse. And where we can keep, you can keep your records. But if you don't mm -hmm. have uh, a tablet, yeah, carry a folder with you. But once Jordan gets this out, available it's going to be even easier you can go right on the app put everything in you should be able to put your mris everything will be right there so uh yeah advocate advocate sherry hefner is asking did the surgery help the empty cella i don't think she knows at this point but i'll let her answer that question no um i won't know until they do another mri um the the tumor was caused from me having incranial pressure and it had, it was a secondary finding and it had, I guess it had been building up over the years and I was draining. I was getting um, fluid was coming out of my nose. So they were concerned that I had already developed um, a CSF leak um, just from my bones had thinned out so much. So um, it's not fully emptied, but it's partially emptied. Um, but the more of the incranial pressure that builds up in my head, the more it's empty in and out. So, and the more, and the more it's thinning out the bones. So they won't, uh, they won't know until you heal more from the sinus surgery. Right. If it's helped that. Yeah, right. Let's see if it helps with the headaches. Um, you know, I go back to see my ENT doctor. Um, in November for them to take out more of uh, the, the scabs and there's two more that are in there that needs to come out and, but they're not ready to come out 
he took one out today and it was brutal. <laughs> um, it was, it was not a pleasant surgery to go through for sure. Um, they weren't even going to let me come home. Um, then day of my surgery because my blood pressure was so high because after I came out, I went into high pressure. And so my blood pressure was like 160 over 83 or 153 over 80, 80, something like that. And it, it was too high where they were concerned about it. They actually even called my doctor and was going to admit me because they couldn't get my blood pressure down. But it was because I was in high pressure and when you go into high pressure, it raises your blood pressure. So in order to keep your blood pressure down, you got to keep the incranial pressure down. And Hollingsaston, can intracranial hypertension happen at any time? That's yes, right? That is correct. It can happen at any time. When I first uh, was diagnosed with QRE, I didn't have the incranial pressure. Um, I didn't feel like when I first was diagnosed with it, I didn't feel like I was that bad. You know, I had like few symptoms here and there, but it's like the older you get, the worse it gets. It's kind of what it feels like. Um, mine didn't start happening. I didn't start feeling like the incranial pressure probably until about a year ago. And um, when I started notice, like my blood pressure was kind of, you know, elevating and my head was starting to feel like it was about to um, explode. I had one incident. I was driving home uh, with my daughter, and I got this really bad, bad feeling. And I felt sick to my stomach. My head started hurting like it was about to explode. I had the chills real bad. Like, I felt like I had the flu. And not knowing that it was the incranial pressure. And then the next day, I actually went to the ER. And they, you know, are not familiar with incranial pressure because it's not like something you can see on the MRI. So they end up just doping me up to try to get it down because I was scheduled to go in for a lumbar puncture three days later prior to that. And then that's when um, the neurologist that I was seeing down in Tampa had ordered one and my blood pressure was still elevated still wasn't right and um that's when I finally said yeah it's, it's something something's going on then you know my head shouldn't be feeling like it's about to explode all the time so that's when I discovered that um it's probably in cranial pressure and then when I went to Sarasota to see Dr. Farvar he confirmed that it was the cranial pressure so we have a few questions here um Sherry said, did you have any symptoms with the sinus tumor? Yeah, I was getting drainage. So I was getting like a, like when I bend over my head over, I was getting drainage. Um, so it, it kind of mimics a leak, but, um, but it's not, um, it's from the tumor. And then, um, it also causes headaches too. So that's how, um, they discovered it because I had a CT myelogram done. And um, that's how they found that I had this um, tumor in my sinuses that was blocking my airway. And uh, a CT myelogram? What does mm -hmm. mean? CT myelogram. Can you explain? So a C yeah, so a CT myelogram is um, 
it's like a fluorescent uh, machine that go, goes over you. So you're basically laying face down. Um, always to the to the ground, and then they scan you. So if there's drainage, um, you know, if you get drainage, it kind of once they inject that dye, it would kind of like force um, the drain out. And that's what happened when I went in for that test. Like my nose started running, so I was like, "Yeah, this there's got to be a leak somewhere." But when um, after that, that's when I went back to Sarasota, and um, when he got the results back and he saw it himself, there was a lot of, like, um, you know, I had a lot of bone thinning, and then there was, a, like, a lot of fluid had built up in my sinuses, and it had nowhere to go. So the leak, um, so it was, it was mimicking a leak um, because I was getting drainage from it. So it was almost kind of like blocking you know, for my um, sinuses to flow like it's supposed to. So that had to be diagnosed by an ENT with a CT monogram. Right. Uh, does uh, Mishi is saying, uh, asking a question, does it feel like a sinus infection? Is that the way it felt? Um, yes and no. Um, it makes you feel like you have a cold all the time. And you just feel like stuffy and yeah, stuffy, congested. You know, like you're sick, like a cold and stuff. And then the sniffles, and then where you feel like you need to blow your nose all the time. So, um, yeah, that was a big shocker. It was a secondary finding, and when um, we got the results back from Baptist, they actually totally missed it. Um, it wasn't even in the report at all that um, they found um, a tumor in my sinuses. And my ENT doctor um, ordered another CT scan. He said, I want to get a little more closer look of what's going on in that area. And then he called me when he got the, and looked at it and he goes, Melissa, you need surgery. Because if that tumor would have stayed in my sinuses, I would have developed meningitis. Oh, wow. So it had to be removed. There was no living with it. Yeah, there's there was no way you could go on living with that. Um, you know, now it's just hope and pray that it doesn't grow back. Uh, yes, leaving it does not grow back. So, yeah, we had another question here about, uh, if I can get it to come down. Michelle uh, Barger, she says, do you feel pressure when you lay down? Uh, yes. Um, I have a hard time sleeping at night from the cranial pressure. You know, I was originally, they took me on Dymamox, but Dymamox is, has such bad side effects. So um, if I had my choice, I guess I would rather go back on that than um, doing a shunt. I know that's my next step. Um, if we can't get the incranial pressure under control is to put a shunt in. But yes, I do get pressure when I lay down. So right now you're waiting, uh, you're healing from the surgery from the removal of the tumor. And then right. after you heal from that, uh, you'll go right. back and have more mm -hmm. imaging, imaging done. And then yeah, then mm -hmm, we'll go back to Sarasota. Um, I'll probably order another brain MRI to see where we're at, see if I have any more restricted flow or, um, 
you know, to see if what our options are, either going back on the diamond locks or we just go straight to the shunt. Um, but, you know, you can't have bone thinning. It's over time, they can see a little bit of bone marrow in my skull from the from me having the incranial pressure over the years. Wow. So, um, oh, Masha says, will you have to receive chemo? No, because it wasn't cancer. It was a benign. Okay. Uh, yes, that's right. I forgot to let them know that it was benign. So, right. yeah, it was not cancer. So, thank you, Jesus. Um, yes, thank, thank God for that. It w it was basically caused from her having intracranial pre uh, hypertension, the pressure mm -hmm. in her head. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, that's what caused the tumor over time to form in her sinuses from the intracranial pressure. Right. And the uh, your herniation, how big is your herniation? Um, you know, they always give you different uh, numbers, but the, the recent one that they gave me was between is eight and nine millimeters. Okay. So when you go back to Dr. Farber, then he will uh, mm -hmm. do the MRI. Right. And he'll do another MRI and see where we're at. But, you know, when I went down to see him, I we talked to him about, you know, about the bone thinning. And um, you can't live with, you know, your with no bones in your in your head. And so he he does acknowledge, you know, that we do have to do something to keep, you know, to slow the progress of the bone thinning. So you're going to have to have something done. Yeah, to slow that down. Right. Um, to do something with the incranial pressure to keep the the incranial pressure from thinning out any more of my bones, either the medication or a shot. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, if you're diagnosed with intracranial pressure, <laughs> they, they try you on what she's talking about is Diamox. It's something that um, a lot of people they're able to tolerate. Some are not, and then if you're not able to tolerate that, then that's when they consider. Um, doing a shot mm -hmm. right and then uh, go from there as somebody yeah uh, yes sherry these are all secondary uh findings to chiari uh, yes and and that is the thing that when you have chiari malformation and it's discovered uh that's why it's best to investigate and investigate as much as you can and get mm -hmm. uh all the knowledge you know about the condition, because if Melissa had not did her investigations, um, you know, she would have thought it was just the Chiari, but she started researching herself. And then when she finally got to Dr. Farber, that's when the, did you have lumbar punctures? Did Dr. Farber do the lumbar puncture to check your pressure, mm -hmm. find the pressure? Issue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had two, but, let me just say about what the incranial, about how the pressure works. Our body with CSF changes all the time. You could go in tomorrow and your pressure may be 20. He could order another one a week later and your pressure may be higher, 30. You know, it's your pressure is always changing. You're never going to have the exact same number. Um, they consider normal between 9 and 15. Um, 
And so I could go in next week and my pressure may be higher or it may be normal. You know, it's um, it's hit and miss with uh, with lumbar punctures on numbers, you know, what they consider a normal pressure is. But he considers a normal pressure between nine and 15. Anything over um, that is considered incranial hypertension. Okay. Oh, hi, Donna. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's your mom. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. have a wonderful daughter. I just want to tell you that she is one amazing lady and uh, so thankful that uh, we've met and I have learned so much from Melissa and uh, <laughs> just so great. Thank you. You're welcome. She's on the Voice of Hope tonight telling her story. Because I always say we're all like giraffes. None of us have the same spots. <laughs> that's right. The carry affects us all different, that's for sure. That's true. And that's why uh, it's so important that you guys hear all these different stories so that you can go back and listen even later, you know, when you go to another doctor and you tell them some symptoms and write things down before you go to your doctor's appointment. Questions yeah. you want to ask. Right. Mm -hmm. Write questions down. That's so important. You know, things that you think of, you know, before you go into a doctor's appointment, write them down. So when you do go in, you know what questions to ask. Do your homework. I cannot stress enough you know, of research your condition. Research Chiari. Chiari is a big, uh, you know, we need, there needs to be more advocate for Chiari, you know, more education about it. And the more that you know, the better you're going to be in the long run. You know, I know um, probably more about my condition than a lot of the doctors do, but that's because I've educated myself, you know, and I try to teach other people, you know, um, whether it's my family or my friends or whoever, you know, this is what my body is doing. So I don't go into a doctor's office and they look at me like I'm stupid or I'm crazy, you know, because I know what my body's doing and I know how to advocate for myself. And if they try to tell me any different, if I'm looking at an MRI and they try to tell me any different, then, you know, either I'm going to walk out or they're going to listen. That's so true that it's, it's majorly important that you don't just because they're a professional, like I've said before on the show, you know, if you see the sign, when you go into a doctor's office, it says practicing medicine. They've That's been right. to school for many years and uh, they've got all the knowledge they can get from books, but right. practicing medicine on us. So when we go in, if we are armed with information, if we are armed with our medical history and we have mm -hmm. questions to ask them, we are the experts of our own body. We know what our body is feeling and we know how long we've been feeling this way and the symptoms that we're having. So if we're able to add that with their knowledge and speak up for ourselves, don't be afraid to speak up when they try to dismiss you. And yes. that's the most important you know, thing you can do is don't mm -hmm. be afraid to ask those questions like she's talking about. And uh, because the more knowledge you have, the more power you have to figure out what is going on with your body. So That's right. It, Melissa, is there anything else you want to add to your uh, story tonight that we might have missed or anything to let people know? 
No, just, you know, advocate, advocate, advocate. I cannot stress enough to be your own advocate. You know, um, nobody's going to look out for you but you. And you got to have your best. Nobody's going to have your best interests at heart. I'm thankful, you know, um, that I've, it's been a rough journey for sure in going through what I've gone through. It's made me a lot stronger of a person, you know, where, um, when I, like when I went to the doctor today and he checked, um, my sinuses to make sure, you know, everything was healing today. And he said, I could not go through what you went through. They had to drill the bone down to get to the tumor to get it out. And so I got like a big old opening now in my sinuses from it. So I cannot stress, you know, um, and he said, I've never met anybody as strong as you are to go through what you've had to, to go through. And I said, yeah. And I said, you know, I, it's hard. Yes. But you know where I get my strength from? I get my strength from God. That's where my strength comes from because I, depend on him to go to take me through this journey and help me along the way so i have to i give him all the glory um you know for pulling me as far as i've gone through you know where i haven't broken down and and said i just can't do it anymore and i can't do it anymore because i have you have to pick up and you have to keep going and that's what we do every day. We have to keep fighting, keep fighting and fighting. But I'm first of all, I'm grateful that, you know, my mom has been on this journey with me. She's seen me through um, my worst. She was with me when I went in for surgery. And depend on your family, you know, let them help you. You know, um, my mom is my rock. You know, she's been with me through this whole since I've started. Um you know, my journey. And I am so grateful, you know, that I have a mom like her because um, she's been with me through thick and thin. She's been with me to all of my doctor's appointments. She's been, um, you know, when I had surgery. And um, so depend on your family. Let them help you. You know, when you're not feeling good, let them help you because that's what they're there for. That's so true. You know, I'm glad Melissa brought that up because, you know, I've always been very independent and um, yes. it's really hard sometimes to ask for help. When I was going through mm-hmm. my brain surgery uh, 14 years ago, um, I couldn't even hardly wash my hair. My son's on here and uh, OK, I'm not going to cry. now. But uh, my son, mm-hmm. you know, he had to blow dry my hair. And I couldn't even lift my arms up. And, um, you know, luckily he was, uh, you know, he was 18 years old, almost 19 at the time. And my daughter was here some to help me too. And uh, they were older. So it was very helpful because my my mother uh, is in another state. So I didn't have my immediate family like that close to me. So even if you don't... uh, have family members reach out to some friends yes Uh, friends anybody you know be be each other's support you know that's mm -hmm. what it's about you know when you're feeling down and you you need somebody to talk to call a friend you know to help put you back in the right direction 
And I, I cannot tell you, it has helped me so many times where um, I have felt like I wanted to give up and I have had to reach out, you know, to friends um, to help pull me back, you know, to put me back on track again where, you know, I just wasn't feeling good. And so, and it helps. It really does because, you know, people that have this condition, we get it, you know, we know what you're going through. That's so true. That's so true. My son's saying moms are the best. And oh, that's my, right. My mom is wonderful. I love you. I love you too, son. Thank you for always being there. He's my support group. And I call him up when I'm having bad days. He's been there with me through it all. And yes, yes Michelle, Kiari groups and uh, having Kiari yes. sisters, like, you know, some of you guys on there, you know, uh -huh. uh, we've just started talking, but some of you guys I've been talking to for some time and uh, yes, Michelle, and now the voice of hope. And you guys are all voices, voices of hope to me. So yeah. when I hear your stories or I can call you, and I'm having a bad day. It helps me through my tough days, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, your mom said, thank you, Melissa, for saying those things. It touched <laughs> her heart. <laughs> and um, it, it just it really helps if you have someone you can call up. I know that they, they may not can fix your problem, uh, but they can pray with you. And they can yep. say, it's okay, we're going to get through today, you know, because some days That's right. I couldn't get through the day. It was just moments at a time I had to get through. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that, you know, you have people out there who care and uh, can help you walk through this, it helps so much. And yeah. um, yes, Holly, uh, the groups do help a lot in advocating and uh Yes, if you can't talk to your family, girl, reach out to mm -hmm. us. Reach out. We're, you know, we we have like a little group. There's four of us. We talk a lot. Uh, you know, any reach out anytime. We create little groups of mm -hmm. four, or five, Absolutely. Six, four or five, six people, and we chat and check in with each other a lot mm -hmm. just to make sure mm -hmm. we're okay. And, uh, you know, don't ever hesitate to do that. You're not alone. You're not alone. Nope. You can always reach out to me, too. I'll be more than happy to talk to anybody because I get it. You know, I know what you're going through because I'm going through the same thing. You know, it's uh, I also I want to tell you, um, I originally I started a Facebook group called Cards for Chiari. And the reason I did behind it, because I felt like if it would if I could send a card or somebody could send a card to brighten somebody's day. My slogan is, if I learn something today, it's a day of my life not wasted. So every day we learn. And so I created cards for Kiari. So if somebody was having surgery or something, a postcard, you know, just to say, get well soon. Hope you're feeling better. We're thinking of you. It goes a long way to somebody. It really makes a difference in somebody's because this is, you know, a total somebody you don't even know. And it's, it's somebody showing that they care, somebody showing compassion, you know, what you're going through. And it, it really helps, you know, make you feel at ease knowing that you're not alone. 
It really does. And this is why I was so excited when me and Melissa connected and started talking more because she has the same compassion I do about sending out in cards. I call I call them encouragement cards. And uh-huh. uh, when I met Melissa, um, I had been trying to find somebody for a long time to make me customize cards. And uh, Melissa does that. She has a Facebook page. Many of you guys have seen me talk about my new cards she made all month. And I wish you could see me and I could show you. The newest one she made is got two doves on the front. And uh, some of you may have received one. And uh, if you go to Melissa's Facebook page, it's called Melissa Creations. Uh And uh, I'll post that again after the interview here on The Voice of Hope. Uh, If you go by and check out her uh, page, give it a Uh on Facebook. And uh, I'll post that again after the interview here on The Voice of Hope. Uh, If you go by and check out her uh, page, give it a like. And um, she creates those cards individually customizes them for you and she puts such detail into it it amazes me i just gave her my ideas and i almost cried when she made the card i was like oh my goodness oh jerry petito's on here she said oh yes i want you to make my business cards (laughs) yeah absolutely uh uh, I think Jerry had reached out to you about her business cards, right? Yeah, she did. We just haven't um, connected yet. So uh, she does all kind of uh, uh, business mm-hmm. cards, uh, get well cards. Thank you. Graduations. Cards. Thank you notes. This goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, tell them about everyone. You do also wedding invitations. And- yep, I've done uh, Save the Dates. Actually, the first car that I ever made was for my best friend, I love her to death, Carrie. I made her and her fiancé the Save the Date um, cards that was the first, um, I ever made. And I told her one day, we were talking, and I knew that you know her and Chad were going to we're getting married and I was teasing her and I said, Oh, I should make your wedding invitations, you know, not knowing, um, you know, that I actually could do it. Cause I had, I had knew, I knew how to do like wall art and things like that, but I haven't actually went sincerely making, um, cards at that time. And so she goes, okay, well, how about save the date card? And I said, okay, well, let's see if I can pull this one off. And she goes, oh, I'm sure you can if I know you. And so I did, and it was it turned out beautiful. Like it was, um, I made several designs for her, um, you know, to pick out. And it's on my Facebook page, too. You can see it. Um, it's a picture of her and Chad, and it's got a little heart uh, with the date, um, you know, around it. And it's got a flower up tie. And it's, it's so pretty. It totally is both of them, like, you know, what they, they both represent. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was a good feeling. And yeah, it's beautiful. She makes beautiful cards. And uh, so check her page out, uh, Melissa Creations. I'll put it in the comments once we're done. And Jerry said, uh, let her know what you need from her uh, for her business card. Okay, just her um, information. Okay, so uh, then you... Her information and then what, yeah, what she wants on it and design-wise. Okay. 
All right. So um, I'll hook you and Jerry up. Have you guys talked by uh, message? I yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. All right. Jerry said, okay, she'll get it together. So tonight, uh, before we end, we're going to give away uh, a digital download, which would be one of Melissa's cards. So mm -hmm. uh, I want to ask you guys on here, uh, pick a number between 1 and uh, 30. And uh, <laughs> Whoever gets the winning number, you can't see me. I was going to hold up the number, but I'll tell you what the number is. So if you guys want to start putting some numbers in there, you will get what, what I will do is I will send you the uh, digital download and um, you would just take that to uh, Staples, Office Depot, anywhere you want and um, you can print those out. And Yeah, you can print as many as you want. And it's, it's really nice the way she does it like that. She made my mm -hmm. cards and uh, customized them, and I just took it there, and um, they printed them out. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. So let's see. We're getting, getting some numbers here. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, so uh, but you guys were the closest, so uh, you're the winners. So I will uh, send you the link. And get you all set up. So congratulations. And uh, then you can connect with Melissa. Uh, go on, give her page a like on Melissa Creations. Mm -hmm. And uh, share her page out. Uh, tell others about it. She's adding cards more and more. Uh, she's even got Christmas cards on there. Some really cute Christmas cards. And yeah, it's coming along. It's a slow process, you know. Um but I'm working on birthday cards, Christmas, you know, slowly but surely. So it's it's coming along slowly but surely. So just be patient, you know, as I'm because I'm I'm building it. Yeah, they're beautiful. Everyone she adds, I'm like, whoa! She'll send me every day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So yeah, okay. My son said, Michelle, you can have it. He said uh, he'll donate it to you. So, Michelle, you're the winner. Congratulations, girl. So, Michelle Barger is going to be the guest tomorrow night on The Voice of Hope. So, uh, you guys have to join us again tomorrow at 8 p.m. And uh, she'll be telling her story. So, uh, thank you, Melissa. Not, for, oh, thank you for having me. And, and also, check out the cards for Kiari. I do have a... Um, a few postcards on there for a digital download that you can use to send out, you know, to people um, if they that has Kiari or just because um, that's free to download of your choice. And I'll put that in the comments also. And it's cards for Kiari, right? Cards for Kiari, yes. And there's um, a couple of postcards that I made for Kiari awareness. That's really awesome, too, because uh, if you go on there, like that page, and you'll see as you scroll down where Melissa, uh, she has it set up for you. All you do is uh, just touch the download, and you go, and you can print it out at your local Staples mm -hmm. or Office Depot. And right. they're really beautiful. They're like postcards. So Yeah. They're really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So everyone's saying thank you, Holly, Michelle. <laughs> everyone's saying thank you for sharing your story tonight. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. 
Uh, good night to you too, Michelle. We'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, and I'll get with you on that card. So, Sounds uh, good. Thank you, Melissa, for telling your story tonight. And thank you. You're welcome for coming on The Voice of Hope. And uh, as all you guys know, I know you can't see me right now, but I always end all my shows and I say, if no one has told you today, you are so loved. So wherever you're at and whoever you're around, get out there and spread that hope. I love you too, Jerry. Good night. Good night to you guys too. Love you guys too. And uh, so we'll see you back here tomorrow night on The Voice of Hope at 8 p.m. Uh, with Michelle Farger's story. So love you guys. God bless and good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you all for listening to Melissa Arnold's journey with Kiari Malformation. And uh, I hope that as you listen to this, if you have Chiari malformation or know someone who does, that you incur you're encouraged, you're inspired that you can make it no matter what. And share this uh, podcast out because you don't know who's out there who might need it. And uh, you'll give them some hope that they can get through this journey too also. And uh, as I end the podcast tonight, I want to end with a song by Casting Crowns. Great are you, Lord. And join us back here on the next episode of The Voice of Hope. darkness